Hello guys and girls and welcome back to Becoming the Trader podcast. In episode two, we're gonna dive into a really exciting topic which hasn't really been touched on before, which is my personal backstory. Cannot wait to dig into these areas that I really believe is gonna provide a lot of value for you guys and girls in the trading journey. So joined with my co-host, Brad Fairbridge. How's it going, dude? It's going really well, man. I'm excited to carry on from last week and get into today's topic. Uh, first question for you, what were you like and what were you up to before you ever entered the trading space? So before I got into trading and I really emerged myself within this journey, I originally started off as a trainee engineer. I was trained to be a bridge engineer in that kind of space. And I really thought that I had my life set out for me that you know I'm gonna be working for the next five, 10 years, 15 years, work my way up within the company, the very corporate world, if you like. I always had that entrepreneurial side to me but I knew that somewhere I need to get experience. And this was the kind of route that I was going down. Now, within that period, I was only training for about a year, year and a half, and then I got made redundant. At the time, that was probably the biggest kick in the teeth that I could have got right. because yeah. I thought, you know, this is my life now. I've got this mapped out. I'm going to do this for this X amount of years, work my way up, and this is going to be my life. So I was made redundant. And at the time, I thought that was really tough. But looking back, that was the biggest blessing. But I remember those times where the whole office pretty much was being made redundant and there was you know 40 50 year olds that have commitments family mortgages they was picking up their cardboard box with their belongings and just walking out with their head down and i remember looking at that thinking that's never going to be me again that yeah. that that just pushed me beyond belief yeah and then it just pushed me to think right i need to find something so i never experience those kind of emotions right now and i'm lucky i'm not that 40 50 year old 60 year old walking out of a cardboard box, wondering what he's going to say to his wife when he gets home, right? Yeah, it's had that plan B, right? Um, <clears throat> I think that's huge because in the moment, at the time, you're probably freaking out. You're probably thinking, of course, like, this is the only plan I had, right? Um, but then, like you said, like looking back, like that was probably a blessing in disguise. It's something you can be grateful for is that it really tested you. 100%. You know, it gave me the strength back then that I thought was something that was going to set me back but the reality of it was it made me develop a thick skin it made me realize that right now i need to do something that is within my control and not somebody else that makes sense exactly yeah absolutely that adversity 100 percent. cool um how did you first come across trading and what was so appealing about it at the time so i actually got introduced to trading by a friend so of course if we skip back i've been made redundant I'm now in a position where I'm thinking, right, I don't want to go back into the same kind of process where I could just be made redundant right. with, you know, a week or month's notice and then have to do something else again. So I thought, right, I'm going to take my time this time. And I was introduced to trading by a friend. We went to a seminar, one of those typical seminars you see kind of a free workshop type deal. I'm 18 years old. I'm looking at, right, this Forex. I want to get into something that's going to give me the freedom. I'm going to be able to do this. Here's a course. And then I can, you know, maybe work hard and then I'll be able to do this full time within the next maybe three, six months. I didn't yeah. really have the right guidance. And the original course, I don't course the course, but the original course that I'd done in London, I was on a two day course. And the kind of expectation was that you kind of do this crash course for two days. And then after that, you can trade successfully full time. So yeah, you're an expert. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> you imagine the 18 year old Mark thinking, right, two days, you know, this is two days. So a week, I'm going to be an expert. I'm going to be a professional. Oh yeah, but you re you realize that, that is not the case. So I got introduced very early on. I know a lot of people are getting introduced into forex at similar kind of ages. So I I can totally understand why the appealing side of it 
to want to do that but a really interesting point to be exposed at such a young age as you can imagine oh absolutely it's taking that that control back into your hands too um because I, I remember what that felt like at a job like you're you're told when you can go on vacation you're told when you can leave like i don't know that, that never resonated with me um and so that's why this part of why trading was so appealing it kind of opened my eyes up to an entire world of you can put in the time um, on your own time. You're investing um, your time into something that's going to reward you down the line, right? And I think that's probably probably where your mind was at too at the time. Oh yeah, 100%. I knew that if I can work hard enough on something that's going to be able to provide me with freedom so I can focus on things I'm actually passionate about, yeah. I need to put my energy into that, right? Right. Cool. Um, in terms of goals, uh, back when you had the goals, back before you had the goals you have now, um, the multiple sources of income, capital investment deals, et cetera, what did your internal dialogue sound like back then? Like, were you ever having self-doubts? So when it comes to self-doubt, I always had a little bit of it. I think we all do. That's just okay and that's normal. And it's normally after putting in the work for a certain period of time and then right. having this expectation that, right, it hasn't happened yet. You know, yeah. why, why hasn't that happened yet? And I remember at one point I took 36 losses in a row, 30, 30, 36 losses in a row. And I remember thinking I was in the self-doubt psychology. My inner dialogue was so messed up that I would jump on the charts, fill out the deal ticket. And I would almost expect that someone on the other side is sitting there thinking, right, Mark's taking a trade. Let's, you know, let's fuck him up. <laughs> let's, let's get him off this trade. Let's spike oh, him sure out. We've all been there. Yeah. You know, but, but you think about it, 36 losses in a row, I would have thought even by accident, surely I would get one winner. So as you can imagine, my psychology was filled with self-doubt, but there wasn't any point that I thought that I wanted to give up. Right. I just always knew that, look, it doesn't matter what it is, what's going on, all these frustrations, these losses, this negative talk, I knew that that was temporary because I remember, no, I remember realizing that pain is just temporary and that was right. the thing that pushed me through because I realized it doesn't matter who believes in me, who has an observation that, look, you're taking all these losses, clearly you're not good at it, which brings me into the side that not many people really talk about, which is the family side, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. so many people right now, Brad, they have family members that may not support them, whether that be mom, dad, brother, sister, these kind of things. And I had that same experience. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, if we go two, three years in my journey, still not successful, still taking losses, still frustrated, and then you have your own family member say, Mark, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, especially in those times where you're taking 36 losses and your own internal dialogue is saying to quit and then you're just affirmed by your family. <laughs> yeah, that, that hurts. That's the yeah. part that says, you know, why are you messing around with this? Like, clearly you're not good at it. Yeah. But then I was the only person, I remember looking back thinking, even if I am the only person that believes that I can be successful in this, that's all I need. Because right. the moment that I need someone else, to believe whether I'll be successful, then I'm wrong. You know, look well, at Thomas Look at Thomas Edison. Look at the, the greatest people in the world. You would have forgiven them for giving up when they're making their creations. Yeah, so absolutely. What, what kind of person do you need to be to push past that? Sometimes you are literally the only person, which is why taking advice from your partner, your family, it doesn't make any sense because right. it's, it's down to you. You're the only person that's going to put that work in right. with the sleepless nights, right? Right. Was it, do you think it was, um, it was mentors? Was it stuff you read in books that had you pushing on? Like thinking about people like Edison where they, they go and they fail 10,000 times, but they still make it in the end. Was that the kind of stuff that motivated you? Yeah. I mean, there were so many different stories like Edison that they just went through a vigorous process 
of failure after failure after failure after failure, but yet not seeing it as failure, but instead feedback. Right. You only fail when you give up. Yeah. You see, totally like you, 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 when you actually give up and you stop doing something, that's you failing. When you're saying, I've been trading for a couple of years, you know, but I've been failing this whole time. You're not failing. You're still in the process. Yes. I think, yeah. uh, I don't think enough people really take a hard look in the mirror and realize that it is them versus them. I think they mm-hmm. start to think that maybe, maybe this isn't meant for me or I, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be good at this because it's just not, it's not in my genes. Like I've heard people say that it's, it's, it all comes down to your belief. That's what, that's what I believe is like, if you think you can do something, you can, it just, it comes down to focus and persistence and being patient because nothing comes in six months or a year. Like it's, you got to put in hard work. One million percent. You need to be able to put into the work long after someone would normally be tired and bored. Are you the person that's going to outwork somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't, they don't get far enough in because it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be struggle. It comes at different periods of time for different people. But for me, I, I used to be the guy that would jump from one thing to the next because I'd, I'd find in a month or two that there was a part of it that I didn't like. Surprise, right? Um, something something gets tough. There's something that you don't understand and you, it requires you to go out of your way to try and learn how to do that thing or work around the problem. And I think that that's when most people quit. That's definitely how it was for me. And what they don't realize is that just like going to the gym, you have those first 30 days, first 60 days. After you break through that barrier, that's when you start to see the results. And when you start to see the results, that's what carries you forward. 100%. And having that focus and that vision, that's always going to pull you through. And one little tip that I used to do years ago, and I'm sure you've done it yourself, Brad, is look at your future self. When I was 20 years old, I used to think to myself, what would the 25-year-old Mark be saying right now? Would he look back and say, when I'm complaining, when I think that I'm frustrated or I think I've had a bad week in trading and say, why are you complaining? One bad week is not going to make or break you as a trader or in life in general. So when you realize that, I used to keep thinking, right, what would the future me tell me? What advice would that give me? It seems like such a basic thing to do, but so obvious But when you can remove yourself and you can take yourself almost out of your body to then look at yourself in the mirror and say, right, what advice would I give to my younger self? Would I I encourage them to keep complaining and moaning or would I say put the work in because it's all part of the journey and enjoy the process, right? So simple. So true. Yeah, so true. I think, I don't think enough people talk about that, to be honest, is like looking forward, someone that is consistently profitable, somebody that is living the dream life that you want to live, like there's no way... <clears throat> that they have those self-doubts they just you just can't have that level of success <clears throat> with that many self-doubts coming through because it's it's just holding you back it's like trying to run with a parachute on exactly and you need to have that vision you need to be surrounded by the right people but you need to have the vision that you need to see value in the hurdles most people are trying to avoid pain yeah. but you realize that, that is where the strength is that is where you grow that's where you do the bicep curl for your brain mentally That is where it's at. And if you focus on, right, what can I do that is going to be sometimes a little bit tough? I'm going to be required to put the work in. But on the other side is where I grow. And I think trading, people find that a little bit difficult because as no fault of our own, we've been sold on the idea of of the two-day crash course that by the end of the week, how comes you're not profitable? Yeah, You see, if we're sold on that, it's no blame to people why they feel this way. 
But Absolutely. if you realize right now, and this is coming from a successful trader who's done that, I've been in the game nine years, and the biggest thing that I would say to myself is to just focus on being patient and forget about what everybody else is doing because it's not a matter of if, it's just when. Tying this into Falcon and the community, what's your aim with, with Falcon? Where, where, do you, where do you want to take it and what do you want people to take away from being a part of the community? So Falcon, you know, it's nearly two years old now. It's been an incredible project so far and we really are just scratching the surface. But the big goal for me is just to give people freedom. It just goes back to that. That's everything that I have, everything I wanted. And it gives me the freedom to be able to focus on other things that I'm passionate about, which is why I have other multiple sources of income, which we'll be touching on those in later podcasts of various other projects. But to be able to give people that freedom to focus on their passions it's massive yeah. because it's not just the Forex for me. It's not about Forex. Forex is just a tool. It's just something that I happen to be very good at and I'm able to then transfer that information across to get other people very yeah. good at it. But yeah. what the real goal is, whether your passion is to open your own florist or your passion is to open your own business and sell motorcycle gear, whatever it is, if I can give someone the freedom to be able to create financial wealth, so then their mind is clear enough to say, right, I'm making money, I'm consistently profitable, I've got the freedom, what else am I passionate about? You might just wanna be a trader, you might just wanna be a full-time trader and that's it, travel the world. You might wanna spend more time with your kids, but giving someone that choice, that's the winner for me. That's, yeah. the, big, that's the biggest thing that I could do. Yeah, no, I love that and that's, that's me exactly. I, I, being a part of the community, I, I love being on the charts, I love trading, I always will. Um, but it's been the best networking tool of all time because you can connect with everybody on something, but everyone else has their own side passions. And that's where the conversation usually goes. You talk about trading, that's how you've connected, but people have so much else on the go and they had that time because they don't, they're not stuck at that job for eight, nine hours plus every, every day they can go and they can read and they can, they can explore what else they're passionate about. And that's, that's really where those friendships and relationships are had. Yeah, 100%. That's massive. And it, it leads me on to the actionable step. Like we said, within this podcast, it's really, really important to us that everybody's left with something actionable, something that people can take value away from it that you can apply in your own lives. I'm a big believer that, and Brad, I'm sure you'd agree, motivation is always short term. Absolutely. But when you can have something that is actually actionable, it's going to move you forward. And what I highly recommend right now, whether you're a trader or you're looking into trading or you just have other goals outside of trading, document your journey. It's the thing that I wish I'd done more of when I was younger. You know, I've done a lot of documentation and I still look back and think I wish I documented more. Whether that be through social media, whether that be through Instagram, Twitter, any form possible. It can even be if you're a little bit more low key and you like to do things on your own, then through a journal. You can even do it through video. But the most important thing is for you to look back on that. You can't redo that. You can't redo the handwriting that you wrote when you were 20 years old, when you wasn't successful. And what I'm truly grateful for is that I can look back at my journals when I didn't have anything, when I had 200 pounds in my account, when I didn't have any money. You know, I was, I was young, I was still on the journey. I can look back at those journals and read the language, read the handwriting, and I can see the handwriting that I wrote when I had nothing compared to what I have now. And that's probably the biggest thing for me. And even just behind me in the bookshelf, I've got about 50 journals there, all filled out that I can look at that documentation. And when I show future people, whether that be kids in the future, to be able to say, right, what was the process? Rather than just saying, 
the things that sound good, I can show it. I can say, look, look, this is when I had nothing. These are the journals. This is my handwriting. This is the progression. These are the reflections. And that is the biggest thing. So I highly recommend actionable step. Grab a journal and just start documenting, whether it's for yourself or on social media. It's going to be massive for you. So that is a wrap, guys and girls. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Really excited to be bringing you more. And what we'd absolutely love, you would be able to drop a comment with your number one takeaway from this episode. So in next week's episode, we're gonna be touching on time freedom and how to take your visualization to the next level. Can't wait to share it with you and have an incredible week.